Well, I have heard uh, the Christmas story many times, and perhaps you have as well. So I encourage you, as we go about our, our Christmas celebrations tonight, tomorrow, as we enter into the new year, into 2024, I want to encourage you to dwell on simply four words from this story. Four words. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This isn't what we hear on the news. Crime, violence, war, natural disasters, on and on. It's even cliche to to talk about the news from the stage. The message is loud and clear, be afraid. Be afraid. And the advertisers will do all they can to let you know where to put your money to help mitigate some of that fear. But still, be afraid. And for politicians today, fear is the name of the game. Right? We, we also know this. They stir up fear about what will happen if they're not elected. If the Democrats win again, every elementary school teacher will be replaced with a drag queen, and they're going to make your kids identify as kittens or something else. This deep, deep fear. If the Republicans win again, I'm pretty sure that on the bid, slavery is going to be reinstated, and uh, they're going to ship all the minorities away. This fear-mongering, if they can just get you scared enough, then you'll vote for their person. And this has been going on for a while. The the Nazi German politician, uh, Hermann Goring, Norman could probably tell me how to pronounce that much better, but he said this back during those days, that the people don't want war, but they can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. This is easy. All you have to do is tell them they're being attacked and denounce the pacifists for a lack of patriotism and for exposing the country to danger. He said it works the same in every country. In other words, if you can instill a climate of fear, you can exploit anyone. Again, the message is very clear. Be afraid. Especially be afraid if I don't win. Well, friends, we have an election year coming up. And I encourage you, instead of letting the loudest voice be Fox News or CNN or Facebook... What if you let the loudest voice be those angels whispering, do not be afraid? In the Christmas story, before what was read in our text today, there's this couple named Zechariah and Elizabeth. And they're a very old couple who are unable to conceive. They're unable to have a child, which is a dream of theirs. And um, they're also old enough to know this just isn't going to happen. But it's still this deep, unmet longing in their heart. And in Luke 1, I'll read from you beginning in verse 11, it says this, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, 
to Zechariah, the husband in this couple, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and was gripped with fear. I mean, that's how fear can feel sometimes, right? Like it just grips you and it won't let you go. It's not as if you could just not be afraid if you wanted to, but the fear grips you like you're, you're trapped by it. Unable to imagine any outcome other than the one before you. That's how it felt for Zechariah. He says he's, he's gripped by fear when the angel shows up to him. But the angel says these words to him. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you're to call him John. This is John the Baptist, the one who sort of leads into Jesus' ministry. It says in verse 14, he will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Do not be afraid. For this couple, where the possibility of new life was impossible, God offered them a way other than fear. Later on, a few verses later in that same chapter, it turns to the story of Mary. It says in Luke 1, verse 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Now Mary, of course, had thousands of reasons to be afraid. A regular pregnancy in 2023 is terrifying, let alone one as a teenage mother with an invisible Holy Spirit as the partner. But in the same words, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Do not be afraid, Mary. And then in another gospel, in Matthew 1, tells this, this is 1 verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then again, in our reading today, even the shepherds, these regular shepherds who are out taking care of their sheep at night, hear this greeting that changes everything. Luke 2.8. And there were shepherds living out in fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them those same four words, Do not be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news for all the people. For you and for me. Do not be afraid. Zechariah and Elizabeth gave birth to a long-awaited son who became the precursor to Jesus. Mary said yes to God and brought Jesus into the world. Joseph said yes to God, staying with Mary and raising this child named Jesus who would eventually raise the dead. The angels became the first preachers of the incarnation. They witnessed a chorus of angels, it said, singing. But that message, do not be afraid, it's also for us. So the question is, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Eat lollipops. That might be if you weren't afraid of getting in trouble from your parents, eat lollipops. Or if you're older, if you weren't afraid for what all that sugar will do to your teeth, you'd eat lollipops. But what would you do? What would you do if you weren't afraid? You, you could fill it in longer. What would you do if you weren't uh, afraid to fail? Or if you weren't afraid that you didn't have enough resources or whatever. But that's the question that I want you to think about. What would you do if you weren't afraid? In an online forum, uh, people were asked this question and they got to answer anonymously if they wanted to. And mostly it stayed pretty PG, but here's what they said. Question, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Travel everywhere alone. That's what some first person said. It was a woman, so she'd travel everywhere alone if she wasn't afraid. Someone else said they'd start a business. They feel like they have all these great ideas, but they don't know where to find the funds, and what if they fail? Someone else said they'd let more relationships get past the initial get-to-know-you stage. Somebody else, what would you do if you were not afraid? I would drop everything in my life, get my name changed, disappear to a nondescript but ultimately, ultimately fulfilling life where no one knows me. Okay. Someone else said, I would go to the bathroom at night without turning all the lights on. Someone said they'd move to California and start a new life there. They said, I've dreamed about doing this for ages. Someone else, I'd ask her out. Someone else, I'd quit my job. Someone said they'd start a political party, and they had kind of a big, long paragraph of everything that it would include. Someone said, I would tell him, I don't want to just be friends. 
this question was asked to some people in our church a few weeks back, and one person said if they were not afraid that they'd fail, that they would write songs. They would write lots and lots of songs. Another person said that they would start a truly countercultural Christian radio station. And it would work well because they could play the other person's songs. But what about you? What would you do if you weren't afraid? Perhaps the Christmas message for you this year is the same that was for Zechariah and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. Do not be afraid. Of course, we can't just not be afraid. Oh, good. I was so scared when I came in here, but this guy from the stage told me not to be afraid, so the fear's gone. If that's all it took, you wouldn't be afraid. For fear... To leave, uh, it takes an encounter with love. It takes an encounter with love. Whether that's you have fear of relationships, fear of whatever the thing is, once you encounter love, it starts to sort of dissipate or be pushed out, the fear. Particularly with the love of God. John the gospel writer who later writes a separate letter in 1 John 4.16, he says in a few verses, he says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. He says, in this world, we are like Jesus. Then he says in verse 18, there is no fear in love. He says perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So for fear to be driven out, to be displaced from our lives... It only happens when it's acknowledged in the presence of God, in relationship with God, in love. Again, you know this to be true. I can't magically tell you to stop being afraid. I'm not an angel showing up. But love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence. The angels aren't commanding people. When they show up, they're not sort of commanding people to to suppress their fear, to sort of uh, cover it up however they can for the moment, to suck it up, to, to sort of hide it as much as they can or pretend it doesn't exist. These verses aren't meant to make you feel shame for being scared of things, but they're inviting you and I to let our fears become doorways into God's presence. So what you can do if you're feeling whatever fear it is, you 
Take it to God. Name it. Take the time to name what it is, to identify it. Really take some time to discover it. What am I afraid of that's keeping me from living life to the fullest, from living as a person of love in my sphere of influence? Take some time to discover it with a friend, with a mentor, with a pastor, with your spouse, with a counselor, with a spiritual director, right? With somebody. Then you simply write it down. Write the fear down or the fears down. Maybe you need a few pages. Maybe you just got one sentence. And then read it aloud before God. Just you and God. Name the fear in its fullness before God. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. God, I'm afraid that if people actually knew me, they'd leave me. Like if they really knew me, they would not want to sit next to me in church or at home on the couch if they really knew me. Or, or God, I'm afraid the world is actually not a safe place. It's cruel. It's violent. God, I'm afraid I'm always going to be alone. God, I'm afraid my kids, if given the choice, wouldn't actually want to keep following you. God, I'm afraid of what will happen if this person gets elected or doesn't get elected. God, I'm afraid I'm too old now and I've missed out on all the good stuff of life. God, I'm afraid you're not really listening. Or worse, not real at all. Name it fully before God. Then what? Then just sit in the silence. Take some deep breaths. Allow God to hold that fear. If you feel it again tomorrow, write it down and name it again before God. Again and again, allowing him to hold it. And I encourage you to watch as it slowly or perhaps quickly fades away as you entrust it to God in love. John says God is love and love drives out fear. Watch as that fear slowly over time begins to dispel, begins to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Notice it having less control on you and how you live. What's happening is love is driving out fear. What's happening is angels are at your doorsteps, whispering, singing, shouting, do not be afraid. Pray with me. God, as much as we can, we don't believe that we're simply remembering a birth that happened a couple thousand years ago, but celebrating a birth that still happens today. We believe, God, that your son is still amongst us, 
through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we ask, God, that we would this night have more than just a memory of you, but have an actual encounter with you. The living God who drives out fear. In Jesus' name, amen.